Welcome to the Studies in Proverbs podcast, produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. This is taken from a video series you can find on our website, heartcrymissionary.com. HeartCry is a missionary society founded by Paul Washer. The goal of our ministry is to glorify God and bring the greatest possible good to humankind through the preaching of the gospel and the establishment of biblical churches throughout the world. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society. Hello everyone. Welcome again to our study of Proverbs. Today we will be in chapter 2 and we're going to look specifically at verses 3 and 4. Also we're going to look over hopefully in the epistle of James. But uh, let's begin by reading chapter 2. Verse 1, my son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, Make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity guarding the paths of justice, and he preserves the way of his godly ones. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity in every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will guard you, understanding will watch over you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I pray. Lord, I pray for the generation who listens to these videos, Lord. I pray that they would know Christ. That, Lord, they would be beautiful examples of your grace. That they would have such a keen knowledge of your love. Such a great appreciation for your son and his work of redemption. I pray, dear God, that in the years to come, you would watch over them and protect them and guide them. And then, Lord, as with all of us, bring them home to glory. Now, Lord, please help us today to understand this wonderful text. In Jesus' name, amen. So... In our last study, we looked at prayer because that's the topic here. And um, then we made our way over to First Kings and we saw how Solomon prayed for wisdom and how God abundantly granted um, his petitions far beyond everything he could ask or think. Now, I want us just to look at the passage for a moment and then we're going to go over to the book of James and see something uh, very similar in the New Testament. So he says here in verse 3, if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures. And then after verse 4, we come into verse 5 and we have, of course, God's response. What God promises. But this is what I want you to see, young person, is that um, there's an if here. Verse 3, for if you cry for discernment, for if you seek her, that is wisdom, as you would seek for for silver or treasure. And, and this is what I want you to see again and again and again. If you spend any time with me, you're going to hear a lot about God's sovereignty 
And that is our hope, isn't it? I mean, I would hate to think that I lived in a world like this with a God who was not sovereign over my life. And yet my strength, my, my encouragement comes from the fact that he is. Um, I'm also encouraged and strengthened and fix my hope on the fact that my salvation is not dependent upon my works, but dependent upon the perfect work of Jesus Christ on my behalf. Having said that, we also must keep a balance and recognize that in Scripture, you and I can make choices, and those choices do have an impact on our lives. It's very, very true. Now, there are everyday choices that you really won't even realize hardly you're making, and then there will be monumental choices in your life. But in both cases, what we do can determine, well, how our life turns out. And that is a, uh, that's a freedom, but that is also a, um, a cause for a solemn reflection, isn't it, of thinking. Our choices matter. Now, Let's just look. He says, if you cry for discernment, literally, it, it means to call out or to cry out, to make to make a loud sound. So what we're seeing here, it's a strong cry coming from what? A strong desire. That that cry is really the, the outcome of what's going on in your heart. Um, so, so let me ask you, what, what if I were to spend time with you? What would I hear you asking for primarily? Um, if you're a young person, I'm sure you'd be asking for presents for your birthday and for Christmas. You'd be asking for the latest maybe gizmo or game that comes out. There's nothing wrong with that. But how much would I hear coming out of you a passionate, sincere, uh, even methodical, uh, persevering, cry for wisdom. You see, that that's what you need. And if you don't recognize that, then, um, then you're walking down a wrong path. You need wisdom. And the person who recognizes it is going to give himself to prayer. He's going to look at what's around him and realize it's beyond me. He's going to look at himself and say, I am not capable in myself. And he's going to cry out for God's wisdom. And when he studies God's word and he can't understand or can't really uh, gather and apply what God is saying, he's going to again cry out for wisdom. So let me ask you a question. If I were to follow you around, um, how often would I hear you crying out for God's wisdom? And if you say, Brother Paul, not very much, well, then change. You know, we could sit here and talk about so many different things, but I, I think what I just need to tell you to do is, is stop depending upon your own wisdom. Start seeking God's. And part of that is crying out to God. He says he uses the word cry. He uses the word lift your voice. Literally, give your voice. Give your voice. I always tell um, people when I'm teaching um, students, I tell them, you know, your prayer life, maybe not one prayer, but the petitions in your prayer life are going to tell me much about your heart. If you're crying out for physical things, for temporal needs, and so on and so forth, there's nothing wrong with that. It has its place. Jesus said, you know, that we should ask for our daily bread. So it has its place. But if that's what takes prominence in your life, 
And that shows me that the direction, the focus of your life is, is somewhat carnal, earthly, temporal. Now, again, we need to pray for those things. I pray for all sorts of things. Yet at the same time, what should be prominent, which should have the first place, the preeminence in our life is crying out to know God and to know God's will and to walk in his wisdom. Now, he says here, if you look in in verse four, um, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasure. Now, I've already taught you about Hebrew parallelisms in the book of Proverbs, how how a statement will be made and then a very similar statement will follow it. that says almost exactly the same thing using different terminology often. And it, the purpose is to add infinite emphasis and to more clearly define what is being said. So great emphasis is being placed here. If you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasure. Uh, again, I'll use an illustration that I've used with my children so many times. You know, if I if, if you know, when I tell them, you know, how's your daily Bible reading going? How's your search for wisdom going? And then I'll, I'll ask them, I said, you know, if I buried uh, a pound of gold, which I don't have, but if I were to bury a pound of gold or a treasure in the backyard, even though it was buried three feet deep and you didn't know exactly where it was, is it not true that you would dig up our entire backyard in order to find that? And they'll smile at each other. Yes, Dad, <laughs> that's what we would do. Um, well, how much more should we be diligent, even passionate, to seek for God, to seek for God's wisdom? If you'll turn with me, if you just look here in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13. How blessed is the man who finds wisdom. You know, there are a lot of men who are rich, famous, physically strong, that are not blessed. They're not happy. They're not, they're not content. Uh, they're, they're miserable. But it says here for sure that the man who finds wisdom is blessed. It says, how blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. So again, you know, we have that repetition, the same idea. And basically, how blessed is the man who discovers the knowledge of God and the will of God and applies these things to his life. And it says how blessed, because you can't really even describe the blessing. It's so great. And it's not just in one area, but it permeates every aspect of his life. There's a sense of blessedness everywhere. And he goes on and, and, and just look at verse 14. Her prophet is better than the prophet of silver. Would you work for silver? I'm sure you would. Would you work? Would you work for silver without limit, an infinite amount of silver? I'm sure you would. Well, then, how much more should you labor to find wisdom? It says, for her profit is better than the profit of silver, and her gain is better than fine gold. Not just gold, not just any kind of gold, but the finest gold, the finest silver. He's using terms from the ancient Middle Eastern world, things that really, really were the emblems of, of wealth and prosperity, silver, gold, and then later jewels. But he's going to tell us that, that what we're seeking for and what we will find in wisdom far exceeds all those things. Look what he says. 
In verse 15, she is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire compares with her. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Do you believe that wisdom is of greater profit than silver? It's of better gain than fine gold? Do you believe that it is more precious than jewels? Do you believe that nothing you can find on this earth compares with God's wisdom? And you say, yes, Brother Paul. Okay, prove it. <laughs> prove it. Explain to me how this belief of yours actually impacts your life. Tell me what you do. Because in the end, it's, it's not really what we say. It's, it's what we do. What do you do to prove that you truly believe that God's wisdom and the seeking of it is, is worth more than all the world? I don't want to make you feel bad because I want you, I want you to know that this is convicting for me also and it'd be convicting for any man. None of us seek God's wisdom. None of us seek God as we ought to. But there ought to be some emblems of sincerity in our life. People ought to be able to see, my, it's true. By the way this young man lives, by the way this young woman lives, her relationship with the Word of God, I can tell she considers God's wisdom to be precious. Now, I just want to take a little side note here. Um, I love this text. And um, since wisdom is something of a shadow or type of the person of Jesus Christ. I, I love to look at that passage this way. How blessed is the man who finds Christ and the man who gains Christ. For his profit is better than the profit of silver and his gain is better than fine gold. He, that is Christ, the person of Christ, not what he can do for me, even though he has done so much. But the person of Christ himself is more precious than jewels. You see, I don't even want you, student, listen to me, young person, listen carefully. I, I don't want you to be full of Proverbs and not full of Christ. I would rather have you full of Christ and kind of very immature in the things of wisdom. You see, Christ is preeminent. And I, I, that's why I spent so much time earlier in explaining what Proverbs is. This is not primarily a chase after a bunch of principles that will give you your best life now. This is a chasing after Christ, of knowing God, of knowing His will, of living for His glory. Because ultimately, our religion is not a set of principles. Our religion is a person. Our devotion is to a person, not a set of principles. And that's what makes Christianity so different from so many religions in the world. Uh, those religions are all about do this, don't do that, and saving yourself through principles. Our religion is about a Savior who saves us with his life and his death. And we seek to know his will. We seek to know wisdom simply because we want to honor him, because we love him. And, and I can tell you this, young person, whenever I have set myself to, to know him and spent days seeking him, those have been days well spent. And although Proverbs, it's a wonderful book, it's of little aid to us without Christ. Without Christ. 
So, what is it telling us? Passage verse 3 and 4. It's telling us that we cannot be apathetic with regard to wisdom. We have to chase after wisdom. And how do we do that? We do that through the Word of God, study, and prayer. And we don't do it through three years of seminary training. We do it through 50 years of life, of studying the Scriptures, and of living a life of prayer. Those two things, the Word of God and prayer. Now, with regard to seeking wisdom, that it's not just going to jump off the shelf and enter into your mind, there's, there's a passage in Proverbs that I think is very, very helpful. Proverbs 25.2, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. There are so many, an infinite number of things known to God that are not known to us. And with regard to any matter, God does not have to seek. He really doesn't. He know, When we say that God is um. Um, uh, omniscient, that he knows everything. We're saying that he knows everything exhaustively, completely, perfectly. And he knows it immediately. What does that mean? He doesn't have to calculate. He doesn't have to search out a matter. He doesn't have to spend a fraction of a moment thinking about it and drawing together his thoughts. But he knows exhaustively, immediately, and without effort. But see, that's, that's not us. We're not God. And we need to seek out things. When, when, when we study the Word of God, uh, it's not just going to come that easy. There are things in which we have to work at and we have to study over and over. And it may take years for us to understand a certain passage, but it's worth it. And then there are situations in our life where we don't immediately, we're not going to know what to do. And we're going to have to draw from the scriptures. Maybe a text in the Old Testament, a text in the New Testament, maybe a series of texts or a general theme in the scripture. And we're going to have to look at it, meditate upon it, draw from it and apply it correctly. Now, God doesn't need to do any of that. He knows everything, as I said, immediately and exhaustively. But we don't. And we need to seek it out. But the Bible says something here that's very encouraging. It is the glory of kings to search out a matter. Um, there are a lot of ignoble things in this world. Uh, let me just say this. You know, again, I'm not going to make a, you know, overarching pronouncement against all video games and things like that, but so much of that stuff is ignoble. It's not noble. It's not um, of high quality and character. It's not of great value. It's not a noble enterprise. can be entertaining, I suppose, for a while. And again, we must maintain a balance. But, but it's not a noble endeavor. But the Bible says the most noble endeavor of all is to seek out wisdom. And I would say that uh, that in itself points to the person of Christ to seek him out, to know all the glory of God as it is revealed in God's greatest revelation, his son, and to honor him with a life of wisdom, of wisdom, 
So, young person, um, I heard a story years and years ago, and I'll end with this. Looks like we're not going to get to the book of James in this lesson. Maybe we'll do it in the next one. Um, a professor um, told us one day in a lecture, this was, oh my, 30-some years ago. He said he was raised a, a poor kid and um, not much to boast about. And when he was a little boy, he went to, went to public school and... Uh, back before they, they asked God to leave. And he said one of his teachers, I, I think he was in the second grade or something, said to the whole class, if there's anyone here in this class that's interested in doing something that over 95% of the people in the world have never done, then, uh, then come speak to me after class. And he thought to himself, you know, I'm this poor kid with tattered clothing. I, I really have nothing to boast of. And he thought, I would really like to be somebody who's done something that most people have never done. And so he came up after class and he asked her and she said, read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And he did. And he became a Christian and eventually became a professor. And I think that, um, you know, do, do you know the meaning of the word noble? It is, has to do with high quality, integrity, uh, a kingly, royal manner. Would you like those words to describe you and the course of your life? Then the best way to do that is to search out God's word with the priority of knowing God and knowing his Son, whom he has sent, Jesus Christ our Lord. That is the most noble thing you can do. And here's the amazing thing. Uh, when you do this most noble task, and you devote your life to it, it will create nobility in so many other areas of your life. You know, we don't really live in a society that talks much about nobility, honor, dignity, integrity, all those words seem to have been killed um, in our society. As I said one time, it seems like we've drawn a knife and, and we've drawn it and we've shoved it right through the heart of beauty and nobility and integrity. But it doesn't have to be that way with you. Grab a hold of the scriptures. That's what will make the difference. Study the book of Proverbs. Study the Gospels, study the Epistles, study the Law, study the Prophets, and become a man, a woman of great nobility. Well, God bless you. I'm going to let you go. And uh, when we come back, we're going to, um, because of verses 3 and 4, we're going to run over to James and we're going to see a New Testament example of praying for wisdom. So, uh, wow, it's such a privilege to be with you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Studies in Proverbs podcast produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society.